Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this post-show review for uh, WWE Raw. Of course, this is the Raw after SummerSlam and uh, there was lots of talk going into this about a statement show. It was tweeted out by Sean Ross Sapp. There was actually quite a few accounts saying it. Uh, as well as that, WrestleVotes put a message out saying that tonight's show was so stacked that uh, USA had even offered them the opportunity to have no commercials in the first part of the show. And uh, that's exactly what we got, actually. We got no commercials in the first part of this show. Now, obviously, if you are not watching live or you're going to be watching it on catch-up or whatever, that doesn't really affect you. But uh, it was really cool. And it did definitely allow you to kind of get into that first hour. They're not going to do that every week, but it was a nice change. But uh, I don't know that we can point to that as being something long-term that we're going to get from Triple H. But there was definitely things that we can point to uh, that Triple H has uh, tweaked. This, as you can see on screen, if you're watching on YouTube, is titled Evolution, not Revolution. And that's very much how it felt to me. It felt like there was a lot more focus on wrestling. We did not get people like Amos. We did not get 24-7 championship stuff in fact the matches we got were actually really impressive um you know we got the likes of seth rollins taking on montez Ford. we got the likes of tomaso chomper taking on aj styles like it was they were really really strong matches we got eo sky eo shirai uh taking on bianca belair like some of these matches when you go through them these are pay-per-view quality matches and not only that the matches got time. Now, granted, you know, some of the finishes were screwy, but the matches themselves, the action that we got, really did feel like we turned up the in-ring here. Really did. And as we said, there's other things that felt like they'd changed as well. So we're going to go through it all. Um, we've got about 20-odd images to go through. So the show began with Becky. She made her way out. Uh, obviously, her arm in a cast, in a sling type thing. And uh, she said that she had forgotten who she was. She had lost who she was, but she remembers who she is now. She says uh, it's not about the fancy clothes. And actually, you know, it, uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, she's wearing just like a black vest top. Very somber, actually, just in black. No outlandish gear whatsoever. Um, no uh, wild makeup or anything like that. She said that uh, it's not about the fancy clothes. It's about uh, pursuing uh, and being better uh, today than what you was yesterday. She said that the injury is painful and it is a separated shoulder as a, uh, had been reported. But it's not as uh, painful as realising she'd become so separated from reality. This was her really rehabilitating her character. Uh, we know that she turned face. We could all see it at SummerSlam. This was just furthering that. Um, and uh, after that, we got Becky um, in the ring. We got Bianca coming down. So uh, Bianca made her way down. And Bianca, who for some reason had uh, a nice suit on, but one of the legs was missing. I did joke on the watch along that if this had been the final segment, that suit might have got finished because uh, she's got just one leg um, totally exposed. But listen, that's fashion. And I do not claim to be up to date with fashion. But if that's what makes her happy, then so be it. But uh, she got into the ring. 
And she basically said, Becky, you are the man. I can confirm that you are the man. There was a real show of respect uh, between these two. Uh, Becky said, look, I'm going to throw over to you. It's uh, it's yours now, B. She left the ring and she went out uh, back. And basically, Bianca didn't really say much. She was just saying that she knows getting the respect of someone like Becky means a lot and it matters. She also said that she knows there's a target on her back. Kind of as she was saying these words, we see a camera racing backstage. And uh, Becky is down backstage being attacked by Bailey, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai. So a backstage attack just uh, moments after we'd seen Becky kicking off the show. Uh, as we said, she walked away whilst Bianca was talking and uh, she was attacked backstage. Bianca would race to the back to try and help Becky and come to her aid. Of course, uh, Bailey and co. Control, whatever they're being called, scuttled off, ran away. Uh, so, uh, you know, that kind of obviously set up later in the show. We got a nice little segment as well here. I absolutely loved this segment. It might not seem like much, but one of my criticisms of modern WWE has been the fact that they do not shine a bright light or really much of a light at all on their history, on their past. If you think about all of the icons that they have had in the company on a week-by-week basis, we just do not mention them. We do not talk about classic feuds, classic matches. We do not talk about, you know, really former champions or, or anything like this. Not only did we get a segment highlighting the United States Championship, which I thought was a great thing to do because there was two sub, uh, semi-finals tonight, triple threats, where the winners got to a final. The winner would then face Bobby for the United States Championship next week. So there was quite a bit of this show given over to like people trying to battle to be that number one contender. So you might as well tell them why it's so important and why it's so prestigious and show them some of the former champions. So we got a look at the uh, original championship. We uh, had a look at the likes of Dusty uh, and uh, Ric Flair and John Cena. And we just got like, you know, little clips and little bits of footage uh, we saw stuff from WCW. It wasn't the longest segment, but this, I just, I loved it. I loved it. I, I think that this is going to help make titles and championships feel more prestigious. If you just get those reminders of like, you know, the history of it, where we've been, rather than just next segment, here's a championship match. So uh, I liked this. I thought this was a good positive change. In my SummerSlam review, I actually said that uh, on commentary, they were mentioning old names quite a bit. You know, there, there was talk about superstar Billy Graham. They mentioned Pedro Morales. They mentioned Bruno San Martino. They spoke about SummerSlam 98 uh, and uh, like classic old feuds and everything. And that is definitely something that I've noticed that has changed uh, since uh, Triple H has come in. He's not shying away from the history. He's not shying away from the past. And here it was celebrated. And that was great to see. Next up, we had uh, our first of those two semifinals. They were triple threat matches. Uh, so uh, we had uh, AJ and we had uh, The Miz uh, taking on um, uh, Tommaso. No, hang on. It was AJ Ali and The Miz in a triple threat. Uh, the reason why I've got an image on screen now, uh, if you are watching on YouTube, 
The reason why this image is here is because of the background. I'm not showing you the back of AJ Styles um, or showing you the Miz in pain on the floor. I'm actually showing you the LED screens. These LED screens now extend throughout the whole back of uh, the kind of barricades and around the commentary table as well. So they've, they've expanded the LED screens. I actually don't know. They might have done this like last week or the week before. And maybe I'm only now just noticing. But um, I know they used to be just on the corners. But now they've like extended it all the way around. And it looks great. It really does. It works. It looks great. I did say during the watch along that, you know, does that mean they're not going to be able to throw them into it now? Because my understanding is those LED screens hurt when you get chucked into them. And uh, so maybe they're not going to be able to use those kind of back barricades anymore. They'll have to just focus all their attacks on like the front barricades, which, you know, it's no drama there. You can easily do that. But just something to think about, something worth bearing in mind. Uh, so we got that. And at the end of this one, this first semi-final, uh, saw AJ catching, plucking Ali kind of out of the air, grabbing him. Hitting an, uh, a Styles Clash onto The Miz. It was really cool. It was a really great looking spot. And uh, it was really nice. I've got an image on screen on YouTube right now of that moment of the uh, Styles Clash being delivered. So it was a victory for AJ Styles. Um, it was the way that people wanted it to go. And what we have to say is at this point, we're about half an hour into the show. Crowd are awful. The crowd are so quiet so quiet i mean if you was there and you're going to tell me that you was making loads of noise the only thing i can say is it did not come across on tv um it really felt like in this match in particular there was a few nice moments i mean i will admit this was not a five-star classic far from it but there was definitely bits that the crowd could have got into and it was all subdued and a bit muted and a more passionate crowd would have really helped this raw would have really helped this Raw, but uh, the crowd were quite quiet, quite subdued. But at least we got uh, an answer to our first semi-final, and it was AJ Styles that would go on, on to uh, face whoever would win the triple threat coming up later. This was interesting as well. Backstage, we saw Bailey, EO Sky, Dakota Kai walk in uh, in the backstage corridors. They got interviewed, and as they were chatting and they finished, they went to go to the door just as... The Usos were coming in. And so I think it was Sarah Schreiber just grabbed the Usos, started interviewing them. It was just a really interesting way to go from one interview into another interview. And it's not something that I've seen them do too many times before. Just kind of literally like, you know, there's superstars milling around just trying to grab them as and when they appear. I kind of like that. It feels real. It feels like there's a hustle and a bustle backstage. I kind of like that. Rather than it just being like, you know, let's go to Kayla Braxton in that fake ring that they've got backstage where they do the interviews. This just felt a little bit more realistic. And as we said, you know, as one interview ended, Sarah Schreiber just grabbed the opportunity to speak to the Usos who had just walked through the door. So just another little thing that I liked that I thought was worth uh, mentioning. Next, uh, after that, we go to the ring. Uh, we know that Becky was beaten up and uh, Seth absolutely could not have cared less his wife was beaten up she's already injured uh, now she's been brutally attacked and he of course was in the ring cackling away loving life um he was saying that uh you know it's been 
Uh, obviously great for him. He's injured Riddle and uh, he's absolutely loving that. And he was laying into Riddle. I did wonder if we would see Riddle, but we didn't actually. We didn't get Riddle at all. What we did get was the Street Profits. The Street Profits came out. This felt a bit weird, a bit clunky. You know, Seth was having to get them over as being like Riddle's boys or something. He was like, I know you're in cahoots with Riddle uh, and all this kind of stuff. And basically what this led to was a match. So it was going to be Seth against one of the Street Profits. They end up doing uh, rock, paper, scissors. And uh, I've got a still image here. Just as Angelo Dawkins was doing the rock, paper, scissors thing, Montez just grabs the ref and runs to the ring. So uh, we don't get a rock, paper, scissors. We actually get Montez just grabbing the referee and just rushing off. And uh, Dawkins just lets him have the match. I did wonder if that was going to be a heel turn. I did wonder if there was going to be Summit there or... But it was just a cheeky little move by Montez, to be honest. But what we did get was Seth Rollins against Montez Ford. And uh, this had some really great moments in it as well. So, as we said, a lot of the wrestling tonight was actually all right. I don't know that there was anything that got to, like, five-star classic. But definitely message sent that we are giving matches time and we are going to have more wrestling on Raw than what we've been seeing. Uh, what's being sacrificed is Reggie and 24-7 stuff. And as we said, people like Amos uh, have been sacrificed as well. So anything that's just, you know, when you when you tend to get, I don't know, Chad Gable in a one-on-one -on -one match with Jey Uso or something, like those kind of matches seem to have gone. And now we're getting some real star power here and matches that matter. You know, we had a couple of matches that were triple threats and the winners went to a final. And then that final... You know, whoever won that at the end of the show would be facing Bobby next week for the United States Championship. And of course, our main event tonight was for the Tag Team Championship as well. So, and uh, B uh, Bianca Belair would end up having a match with EO Sky. Obviously, a lot of bad blood there at the moment. So that makes sense as well. They tried to position this as not being about momentum, but more being about the Street Profits kind of standing up for Riddle. So uh, this didn't really have like a purpose per se, but I suppose there was a bit of a reasoning as to why we got it. So we got the match anyway. And as we said, it was very good crowd, still quiet, still quiet. Um, and basically it ends with Seth getting a curb stump, getting the victory over Montez. What I said on, comment on commentary on uh, the watch along was I wonder if this was a tryout in a way. I wonder if this is Triple H saying, okay, give me Montez against Seth. If it goes well, if the match goes well, then what we'll do is we'll look to have Montez go solo. Maybe this was a tryout to see what he's like as a single star. I can't say that's what happened, but there's a little bit of a feeling of that. Um, basically, after this curb stomp, Seth goes for the pin, and then uh, he goes to curb stomp him again, but Dawkins comes down. And uh, prevents that from happening. So Dawkins uh, clearly still on the same page uh, as Montez Ford. Uh, next, we then get this, which is uh, Asuka against Alexa. Um, I don't remember this being a match that was made like last week or anything. But we get Asuka against Alexa. Match was going well. Nice little back and forth. There was some good action in there. Again, another big high profile match. Asuka against Alexa. Unfortunately, it doesn't get a satisfying conclusion because once again 
We get Bailey. We get Dakota Kai. We get EO Sky come down, start beating up on both women out of nowhere. Just starts uh, beating them up. And, uh, of course, this would lead to Bianca coming down and making the save. And uh, Bianca would demand that she would get uh, a match against one of these women later. And so the match is made uh, Bianca against EO Sky. Next match. This is our second triple threat match. So the winner of this will face AJ. Uh, and so we got Chomper, we got Dolph, we get Chad Gable. This, the image I'm showing on YouTube right now is of Chad Gable delivering a flying headbutt. Now, I don't know if this is a move that goes wrong or if he is just doing a flying headbutt. But to my knowledge, flying headbutts have been banned in WWE. You know, concussions and brain traumas and head injuries. It's very, very serious stuff. I don't think there's anyone really calling for a flying headbutt to come back. But we did see one here from Chad Gable. And I seriously cannot recall the last time I saw one in WWE. So it was something I saw that made me sit up and really made me take notice. And I don't know if it's a mistake. I don't know if it got cleared and checked or... I can't imagine they're bringing them back, but certainly feels like some of those band moves have definitely... We're seeing some movement on that now. So just something, again, that I thought was quite interesting. Well, end result is that uh, Tommaso Ciampa got the win. He uh, pins uh, Chad Gable. And so it is going to be Tommaso Ciampa taking on AJ Styles. And the winner would uh, face Bobby Lashley next week. Again, I mean, look at the matches that we've had here. I mean, they, they are very impressive. It is sending a statement of sorts, but just maybe not the high-profile statement that we were all hoping for. I was definitely expecting a return, a surprise, something along those lines. We don't really, we don't get it. I mean, I can't say we don't really get it. We just don't get it. But um, even so, I thought that uh, a lot of what we was getting was was satisfying. I was quite satisfied with what I was getting. This This didn't feel like a chore to watch. But um, definitely felt like we were doing something a bit different. I think what I would like, though, is they are going to need to find a way of putting in some humour. I think there was a lack of humour in this show. I, I think that they still need to find a way of putting in, you know, you can't just have match, 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 match. Well, you can. But I do think they're going to have to find uh, a way of putting in some comedy, putting in some humour. It's just some of the comedy section with, sections we were getting before were just roll your eyes comedy. They weren't really funny. They were just kind of, ugh. but um, here there was, you know, there was a lack of it. So I think it probably could have done with that just to kept things, you know, bouncing along uh, quite nice. So Chomper wins, as we said. Next segment that we get is uh, the Rated R uh, Edge segment. Now, this is noteworthy because it's Rated R Edge. It is not Brood Edge. It's Rated R Edge. He does do a promo and he says, uh, did you notice last night me having to pull myself out of the hell that you put me in and he was talking to judgment day so really i think what we've just had is a lot of symbolism i think we've had a lot of symbolism i think what we've had is vignettes i think those vignettes were to show the dark place that edge had gone to i think that that then led to SummerSlam, which was like brood edge and uh, as we said him pulling himself out of that hell that uh, judgment day had put him into and now here he is, he's up and running. And the reports were correct. It is rated R Edge. Obviously, a lot of people were hoping that he was not going to come alone. It seems like he's come alone. 
He was alone last night. There was nothing teased here. There was nothing here in regards to someone else coming. So uh, it does look like he has returned on his own. He says, now we both get what we want. Uh, talking about like the fans wanting rated R Edge and, you know, Edge gets what he wants because he's going to get his hands on Judgment Day. Uh, he said that he uh, he set up Judgment Day to help underutilize talent and uh, talks about how they basically, you know, um, turned on him and how he's uh, now going to end Judgment Day. So pretty straightforward stuff. This was not a long promo. The most noteworthy thing here was that he was on his own. Nothing teased for the future. And that he is rated R edge. Big smile on his face. Loving life. Next, we went backstage and we got Bailey, Eos Guide, Dakota Kai. They were all over the show. Absolutely all over this show. And um, Bailey, you know, there's a few things here. She said, I'm sure you got a lot of questions, but soon we will be in control. She didn't make a big deal out of the word control, but it is believed that's going to be the name. But there was no confirmation of that. I don't know if maybe this is what they want to go with and it's just not confirmed yet. But there was no confirmation that Control is going to be the name. She has sent out a few tweets that definitely point towards that being the name. But uh, as of now, I cannot sit here and say that is 100% the name. But she did say that line of, um, you know, soon we will be in Control, mentioning Control. And also, Dakota Kai said, we know how to play the game, which I thought was such a good line. Because it's kind of like, we know how to play this. We know what we're doing. But also, it means we know how to play Triple H. Because Triple H is the game. We know how to get what we want. We know how to play the game. So, I really like that. I thought that was really, really clever. So, uh, basically, we then get Bianca against uh, EO Sky. Of course, that match was made earlier, as we said. And um, what would what would happen here is, unsurprisingly, big brawl. Big brawl. This match would go for a while, actually. Um, down would come Alexa. Down would come Asuka. Of course, they were attacked earlier. They're siding with Bianca. Um, obviously, you've got Bailey. You had uh, Dakota at ringside as well. They're with EO. This is all setting up for a big six-woman. Um, we did wonder how this would play out. And this probably wasn't the first uh, choice because Becky would have been involved in this. But this is where we are. Bianca. Alexa, Asuka, and Bailey, Dakota, and EO on the other side. So I don't mind it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Again, lots of theories, lots of thoughts as to who could have been involved in this. But uh, this is this is how it played out. But again, you know, big brawl. We got Adam Pearce coming down, loads of refs coming down. Um, this was a big brawl and it took quite a bit of time to separate them. There was definitely some energy and excitement to this. Um, again, crowd for me, a little bit flat. Definitely feel with a, a Chicago crowd that would have been losing their minds. Uh, this could have been uh, a lot better with a, a more boisterous crowd. But uh, you can only work with what you've got. And um, hey-ho, it was what it was. Next, we have Booker T come out. And again, not only have we had video packages about, you know, United States champions and how great it is. Uh, for this match, we actually got, which is uh, the Trumper against AJ match. We actually got Booker T, a legend, Coming in on commentary. I mean, if you're going to be bringing in legends every week, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be great. We could do some really fun stuff with that. So this was nice. I don't know how planned in advance this was, but all of this was making this United States stuff feel more important. And all that's going to do is make next week seem more important. So I like this. I can get with this. I have no problem with any of this. So, yeah, Booker was on commentary. 
What we got was AJ against Tommaso. Tommaso was uh, legit beaten. And uh, Miz grabs his leg, puts it on the rope. So uh, he saves Tommaso. He helps Tommaso. Um, there's another bit where AJ goes after the Miz. He grabs him. And uh, basically, the ref is counting. I think he gets to a nine. Really does look like, uh, once again, uh, the Miz is going to find a way of uh, costing AJ. Ultimately, he does. Because uh, AJ is so distracted, he gets caught by Tommaso. And uh, we end up getting a victory for Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa wins this match thanks to a lot of outside help from The Miz. And so next week, Bobby Lashley takes on Tommaso Ciampa for the United States Championship. So they did a good job of building all of that. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. That brought us to the main event. Uh, not long left in the show here. We got with about 15, 20 minutes left to go. Uh, on the watch along, I'm like, are they going to make a statement? Like, has it been saved for this final bit? Is Dominic going to turn? And we're just constantly waiting for, like, something big. Because there was a lot of reports this was going to be, like, um, Raw after WrestleMania. It's not. I mean, it's just not. It's not Raw after WrestleMania. But as we said, there's some nice little changes. Pacing of the show was good. Lots of wrestling. If you look at the actual matches that you get, they got time and they were big names that were involved. Like how prestigious the championship's being made to look. Like the fact that we've brought a legend onto the show. I like some of the promo stuff that we're seeing backstage. There's, there's stuff, there's changes here. There's definitely changes, but once again, evolution, not revolution. Um, and so we get to our main event. The main event is uh, interesting. There's a really interesting, look at this camera angle. Uh, I know if you're not watching this on YouTube, you won't be able to see it, but it's kind of like a, a, a panning, kind of sweeping camera angle. And uh, it's really zoomed out. You can see the crowd in the background. Um, you can see that, uh, I think that's Jimmy. I don't know if it's Jimmy or Jay on top with Dominic going for a superplex. It's got a big kind of wide shot. Uh, just do not see these kind of camera angles. So, uh, again, I don't know if that's something that's changed. Is Maybe we're starting to see some different camera angles being used now. This is a camera angle I've definitely seen in NXT. Definitely seen it in NXT. Seen it in NXT 2.0, but I don't know if I've seen it on Raw that much. So, uh, that was, again, something that just jumped out to me. Um, but, anyway, bottom line, Usos get the win in the main event. It was for the tag titles. Perfectly fine action. Perfectly fine match. All the matches were fine tonight. I don't think anything got to five stars or anywhere close. But um, still, you know, good. Lots of focus on in-ring. So uh, Usos win. Of course, that meant the Judgment Day would come out. We hadn't seen Judgment Day, Rhea, Damian, uh, Finn. We hadn't seen them, guys. They came out. They start beating up the Mysterios. That brings out Edge racing down to the ring. And then we get this moment, which is really interesting. I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. Because Edge spears Dominic by mistake. He's going for Finn Balor, runs at him, and uh, Finn manages to... Well, I don't think Finn moves out of the way. I think Rhea pushes Dominic in the way. And so Edge ends up spearing Dominic. And um, basically, the show ends with Dominic down. And what I said was the worst medical team I've ever seen. So uh, we've got two officials in there that were being told of the medical team. They are literally looking around going, does anyone know first aid? Like uh, they are they are providing no medical assistance whatsoever. 
Like, Dominic is screaming in pain, and they're just like, um, does it, we, we probably need to do some. <laughs> probably, uh, does anyone know what to do in this situation? I was joking on the watch along. I wonder if they lied on their CVs. Do you think on their CVs it says, like, first aid trained? So they were like, okay, well, we can use you for that. And now they've been called into action. They're like, uh. I mean, everyone lies on their CV. It's just not too many people get caught out on international television. But hey-ho. So uh, there we go. I mean, if you want a statement being made, that is quite the statement right there. Look at that. Dominic Mysterio down in pain. That is quite the statement. So, uh, yeah, it's... Listen, not the uh, not the statement show that people wanted, but still um, an interesting, noteworthy show. And, you know, a good show overall, I would say. Let's jump over to uh, the uh, chat and see what people are saying. Horatio Mine said an interesting end there to Raw. Uh, one video game dude said they should have kept him in with that Brood remix entrance from SummerSlam. They gave him his old entrance music. It was a waste of a vignette, uh, I think. I think um, the vignette was definitely designed to get people talking and it achieved that. I do think that uh, people got a bit carried away with reading into things. I think people have got themselves in the mindset now. Not everyone, but, you know, a few people out there have got themselves into the mindset that everything has got deep meaning and needs to be decoded and when that is just not the case. You know, that not everything that WWE is putting out is meant to be, like, ripped apart and decoded. They'll put a few little things in for you. Do you know what I mean? There'll be a few things there for you, but I think this was always just a way of... The, the problem is that there's a lot of fans out there that obviously knew this was Edge and jumped on that straight away. But if you're a young kid that does not know, really, you know, Edge's backstory, you might not have known who that was. It's just that we live in an age now with social media where it was, you know, worked out and put out there very quickly. And then that's not going to be satisfying, is it? That's not satisfying anymore because because it got worked out so quick. Well, it's going to be edge because these are his past opponents. Uh, as a result, now you try to find that little bit more that's in there. But unfortunately, it looks like they didn't have any more uh, planned on this one. So... I don't know. Look, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, we've obviously only just begun with the Triple H era. So um, I, I'd say there's still plenty of things, tricks up his sleeve, plenty of things he can do. It's just we didn't necessarily get it this week. This week, Ledger Killer said, I liked the Bianca Belair match. Well, we will be going over to the scores uh, in a second. Are entrances overrated now? Are entrances overrated well, I don't think that we uh, need to worry about entrances so much. I mean, seeing every week bit time being given over to the entrances that we that we know. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we see Bianca's entrance, her swinging her hair all the time. Like, we just don't need to see it all the time. So if they've dialed back on that or if they do dial back on that, I don't think that'll be the biggest loss. Um, so I think, like, when you get, like, big matches, like your main events and stuff like that, I think you should do it. But um, by and large, I don't think you need to do it for for everyone. I just think I've always seen it as a way of killing time, to be honest. I've always seen it as a way of killing time because big stars, if you're there live, you're going to see it. But do you need to see it every week on TV? Uh, no Sasha or Naomi tonight. No, but um, enough smoke out there for me to believe that they're back. 
I believe they're back. I believe they're on the way. It just seems like tonight's statement raw never quite happened. And um, yeah, no Sasha or Naomi. But I still expect them to come to come back. Uh, Michael said the flying head, but wasn't banned. It's a tragic accident that happened with uh, Benoit because of CTE, which is from a lot of bumps that NFL players have had. It was in his auto autopsy autopsy. I don't know that that's true. Michael, I seriously don't know. There is a list of banned moves. There is a list of banned moves in WWE, and I have not been seeing the flying head, but I can't say that I've seen that banned moves list, but it would absolutely, following the Benoit stuff in particular, not surprise me that it was banned. So I can't sit here and say that it wasn't. Um, so for me, it was it was definitely noteworthy that that happened tonight. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, do you think Sasha and Naomi will show up on SmackDown? It would be a better choice because Raw's roster is now stacked. That's a really, yeah, it's a really good point. Big Bad Wolf Gaming, that's a really good point. I think there is a chance that that happens because um, you're right. I mean, with Bailey, EO, Dakota in particular now coming up to Raw, then do you need Sasha and Naomi to be on Raw as well? So, so it's a really good point. Um, it's now banned. Lars Sullivan did it three years ago. Um, I can't remember Lars Sullivan doing it. And I seriously can't remember like Lars Sullivan doing it. I can't remember him doing it on a main roster. And that was three years ago. I would, I, honestly, I have to put my hands up and saying I haven't seen the banned list. But I think if we're saying that someone did a move, it's not banned because someone that's now released did it three years ago. I don't know, dude. Uh, Daniel Bryan used it in big matches, says Nando. Uh, in a week or two, Dominic will turn heel, says Jamie. Uh, Unbroken said, I agree. Do it for main stuff like you would opening bands at a show. Um, uh, Lateral says, hey. Uh, James said, the flying headbutt has been used. Daniel Bryan and Gable both have it in their arsenal, but use it sparingly. James said, theory wasn't on Raw because his uncle passed away. That's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't hear that, James. Appreciate it. Uh, Rizwan said, has anyone got an answer today? Was Raw good or not good? Well, I've got an answer because I can go over to the live scores, which we've got. So uh, let's have a look. Live scores, uh, I can tell you that live scores were eight responses said 7.5. Seven responses said 8.5. Eight, uh, seven responses also said eight. Uh, another seven responses said seven. So at the moment, we've got an out and out leader and it's 7.5. Out and out leader at the moment, 7.5 for this raw. So um, I do think it probably left people a little underwhelmed because there was so much talk about a statement show. And that's, I mean, that was everywhere on social media. Um, and I don't think you can say this was that. But I do think there's definitely things in this show that point to change. I think you can point to things in this and go, that's Triple H, that's Triple H. Uh, what was your favourite part, Edge? Uh, same old Raw, no 24-7 stuff, just a handful of roster talents that got to be the central focus. A really good Raw under Triple H, a new era show. Um, oh, okay, so what you're saying is it's not the same old Raw. I'm expecting to see Sasha and Naomi on SmackDown. 
Uh, shame there was hype but not much to compensate for it. Takeaway was there was a few amazing matches and the triple threats I enjoyed. Alexa Bliss being on Raw twice this week. I'm excited to see what's next for Alexa. Uh, Dominic Mysterio being speared is a favourite. Favourite Edge's promo because he actually acknowledged the heelish ways and told us he's a face again. Chomper and Control, but honestly really loved the show a lot of wrestlers and no rematches. Nando says that. I saw a few minutes of the main event. Edge saved Mysterios, um, says Hayden. That's true. I'm not sure they're thanking him right now, though. Dominic probably isn't. Um, no silly segments. I really enjoyed Becky Lynch. Uh, the Styles Clash transition from the 420. Wrestling being the focus. Everything with Bailey, EO and Dakota. Great wrestling in every singles match. Every single match. What was your least favourite part? Nothing in my mind was bad. Nothing was great. It was average or good. Probably the main events. Um, least favourite part of the show. I didn't have one. It was just non-stop action. Usos retaining was least favourite. DQ in the brawl afterwards. Uh, some of the matches felt like they dragged on. I guess no return or big moment. Uh, hello, I have massive balls. We need none of this. <laughs> Uh, the crowd, in all fairness, he didn't dwell on it too much. No, he didn't dwell on it as much as what we've seen. Uh, the crowd and the Alexa Bliss haters on Twitter. Uh, Dolph Ziggler not being number one contender. Uh, Alexa, ask her, but it did serve a purpose. I didn't really find anything offensive. So there we go. There was plenty of people that got uh, something from uh, this show. And uh, even if it didn't, like, you know, blow people's minds... It still definitely was worth watching. And I think, as we said, you know, you can point to it as this being definitely some green shoots. I, I still think that it's a, a work in progress, though. Um, I, I do think there needs to be more humor on the show. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what we get at SmackDown. So we'll wrap it up there, my friends. I appreciate you uh, joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight thank you for joining our watch along uh, the official score is 7.5 from the community for this uh, uh show i would say it was good i would say it was good i would also say could be better um and i this is actually a show i think that you could deliver on a very consistent basis i don't see any reason why uh, this show is not something you can deliver week in week out so yeah, awesome. Appreciate the support. Thanks a lot for watching and uh, I will see you again next time. Bye for now.